Here in Florida, we have something special we never enjoyed at Disneyland. A blessing of sign. There's enough land here to hold all the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. Three Guys and a Mouse, Season 1, Episode 16. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. This is Josh with my co-host George. Yo! Hunter. What's up? And our mouse this week is Elizabeth. Hello! Uh, first of all, I just want to apologize really quickly that we didn't have an episode last week uh, as I was in Walt Disney World. So, uh, I just want you to know I was in Disney World. <laughs> we couldn't do it. I'm too chicken. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we're going to jump right along, though, with some news. Um, So Star Wars has decided to keep moving along, but it is slowing down. Star Wars currently is at $880 million in the U.S., and it has a worldwide total of $1.9 billion. The one bad thing, though, is Star Wars has fizzled out in China, dropping down to $2.3 million a day. Um... We could talk about why, but I, I don't want to get into the politics of that. Uh-oh. Uh, but the thing is, is that it, it seems like Star Wars has slowed down, so it's not going to overtake Avatar. Though they are saying it does look like it is going to overtake uh, Titanic, at least. But um, they're talking about in the U.S. it's still going strong, so they're looking... It may be surpassing $900 million domestically, which, of course, would make it the first movie in... Uh, the history to uh, ever do that in the U.S. And they're even saying it might even get a chance at a billion dollars in the U.S. But uh, with the whole Avatar thing, I do want to point out that Avatar, though it does sit at $2.7 billion, it was re-released, and in its original theatrical run, it ran for over a year. So that also helped it. How do you guys feel, though, about Star Wars? Sad. It's just sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sad. I mean, I, I feel like Disney, it's just like, well, I mean, we, we got the money anyway, so who cares? At least we beat Titanic, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, we at least beat Jurassic World. Take that. <laughs> I think it still has potential. Yeah. Very uh, much so. And at the least, it's like, at least people, it, it re, reinvigorated the franchise. Like, we're getting, you know, what is it, like, five, uh, four more movies mm-hmm. right now? So it's just like, for us, like, we're winning. So It's definitely successful enough to continue the franchise, I agree. Yeah. So that's uh, that's on the positive side. But to move forward to some international Disney u- uh, news. Use. Um, <laughs> Shanghai Disneyland, they officially announced that it will be opening June 16th. Uh, which, that's pretty good news. Of course, we don't live in China, so that we're, we're not going to see it for a while. But uh, it's good to know that they finally have a date. <laughs> I know it, it did get pushed back, which uh, was kind of bad news, but uh, it's good to see that it's back on track, that they're giving it a date officially. Now, this makes me happy because, uh, you know, when they announced it, immediately I got excited because outside of uh, Tokyo Dis- Disneyland, there wasn't that many around the world that I was too interested in seeing. They announced this one, I got a little excited about it. You know, I like, I like, you know, the location for it. And the Tron-tastic Tomorrowland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the castle. The castle looks uh, it looks very, very cool. Uh, it's big. I like it. Is it Sleeping Beauty? Yes, it Sleeping is. Beauty. But it's... Uh, it's a different version yeah, of Sleeping Beauty. It's done like, uh, like the Disney World castle. 
The the one thing that's really cool too is that it's going to have a boat ride inside of it. Oh, so what? it's going to be the first ever uh, Disney castle that has mm-hmm. an attraction inside it. Though I guess you can technically say the walkthrough at Disneyland, but yeah, realistically, it's just a walkthrough. That's really cool. I didn't know that. I better get the fast pass. Yeah, <laughs> your fast pass plus. <laughs> so moving on to Walt Disney World news, um, they officially announced on the Disney Parks blog that April second there are going to be a ton of closures that have been long rumored in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios coming. And this is going to include the Lights Motors Action Show, the Streets of America, the um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids uh, play area, that uh, food area that's over there. And the Backlot Studio Tour is closed, but they're like, uh, I can tell you right now, we saw it. And you can see that they haven't actually done anything with that because it's still sitting there. But that's also officially going to be gone. No more how, do you got, how do you guys feel about all of these things leaving? No more Once Upon a Time stuff? I know. The, <laughs> I did get to see, uh, this past week, we got to see the uh, uh, Mr. Gold's Pawn Shop, uh, which was really awesome. Like, if you're a Once Upon a Time fan, like, it's really cool. It has a lot of, like, little uh, hidden things in there, like, references to the show. But, you know, that, realistically, like, to me, I'm like, all of these things, it, they've been there too long. Like, they just need to go, like. This is like a dead space situation where it's like this stuff just needs to go and we need to get some new stuff going through there. And yeah, you know, I agreed when you uh, when you brought up what was closing. The only one that I felt a little disheartened about was uh, Lights Motor Action. Only because both times I've set up to see this show, we got rained out. <laughs> I, I have seen it. I've seen it twice. Um, it's a it's a good show, but it's also like it's it has the same problem I have with every show where it's like. I don't care to see this again. I've seen it. Yeah, and most of the time it's closed due to weather, or they just don't put it on. So, yeah, yeah I, most of the time it's not even up. Well, I mean, realistically, it was only supposed to be there for one year for the uh, 50th anniversary at Disneyland, and it right now it's been sitting there for, what, 10 years? So it's like, it, yeah. it long overstayed its, uh, its original set. Uh, I could just uh, picture someone's like, oh, it's been uh, 10 years. Well... Yeah, let's just take it down. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, to me, this confirms, of course, that uh, where the Star Wars land is going to go, because uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, they still haven't officially announced where any of that's going to go. So this, like, this closure, to me, like, it's like, okay, so this is where it's going to go. Because, like, you know, they don't want to say where it's going to be, and, of course, Disneyland, we already know where Disneyland is going, but... Uh, for Hollywood Studios, like, everyone knew it's like, well, it has to go around Star Tours because it has to consume, like, that Star Tours as part of mm-hmm. it. So everyone's been questioning. I will say, you know, if, you're, if you want to be mad about it or not, um, I did hear that uh, as of right now, Muppet Vision is safe. So that's <laughs> good news for some people. Personally, I think it, it should go because, I mean, like, we talked about this off air, but it's like, you know, yeah, I understand that Muppets is, like, a thing that people really love, and it's, like, one of those things that people get nostalgic for, but it's, like, it viable, it's, like, it's not a viable franchise. I mean, you know, yeah, Michael Eisner, he believed in Muppets, and he always loved Muppets, which is funny, but, uh, <laughs> like, the thing is, is that no one pays to see these. No, no one went and saw the sequel movie. No one's watching the TV show right now. It's just, like, there's nothing to Disney that makes this worthwhile having. 
It's almost like the Tron, uh, the Tron Tomorrowland set that they're doing at Shanghai. When they announced that they weren't going forward with Tron 3, it was like, well, why are you making your Tomorrowland Tron? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I'll say this. Uh, you said, oh, this is good news for some people. I, I don't know who, who still, you know, loves these things. I feel like the people who like these things are those people who only come out when there's dangers of it closing. Like, hey, I love that show. I go all the time, you know, <laughs> when you announce that we're closing it. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, I know I've, I've said it a few times on this podcast before, but it's like the Muppet Vision in uh, Disneyland or at uh, Disney California Adventure. How many years has it been since we've actually run it? But every time any rumor comes out of them taking it out, people get mad and they're like, oh my god, it's an institution? It's like, dude, the thing hasn't been there for five years right now. Like, they've had frozen stuff in it for right now. So it's like, we don't even do it. And, it, you know, at what point do you just go, look, it's not worth having? You know, um... I just don't care about the Muppets. Like I said before, I've never been a huge fan, so I want to get rid of it. That was, that's just me, though. I agree with George. Like, I don't care to be in there. I, uh, I, I'm more sad about the lights motor action leaving than yeah. if the Muppets weren't leaving. <laughs> I mean, like, every time, like, we pass by it, like, it seems like it's always dead. Like, why even go? Like, the only time if I go, if I, like... It's because, like Josh said, it's a show, so you see it once, you've seen it plenty of times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I know, like, a lot of people out there, uh, I know a lot of people want to keep it because it's the last thing that Jim Henson actually wrote and directed. But, yeah, it's just like, at what point do you just go, look, we have to move on. Like, it's like the whole Disneyland thing when they were, uh, when we were talking last, uh, last episode about the whole, you know, Big Thunder Ranch closing and the rivers and, uh, the railroad and people were, like, mad about it going, oh my god, they can't do this to these areas, you have to keep them the way they are. It's like, no, this isn't a museum. Things change and things move on. Like, it, you know, it's not it's not like something like Haunted Mansion or Pirates. Like, those are two things that will never change. Well, they'll change in little parts, but it's like they will never take those out because those are like, those are literal They're iconic. Those are iconic attractions that bring people to there, even though we've ridden them a thousand times. Because when you ride, a, when you ride an attraction, there's something new every time. When you see a show, especially a 3D show, at what point do you just go, okay, I, I know this gag. I know what's coming. I don't care. Like, it's not like we're, you know, pirates. I can look around and I can notice new things. I can notice little changes they've made just because uh, that's the thing, too, is an attraction, you can make subtle changes. Yeah. You can't do that with a film. Look at Captain EO. Everyone was so mad when they finally announced that <laughs> Captain EO was going, and I was just like, Dude, like, no one's there right now, but now you guys want to throw a fit about it. No, it's, it's very true, and you were saying, you know, when you watch a show, you notice everything, and it's true, because I used to love the uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but you're right, around like the fourth or fifth time you're sitting there, here, here comes the stink bug. Oh, look at that, everybody's gasping. <laughs> <laughs> the spiders are coming. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, like Star Tours. Uh, the good thing about Star Tours is, like, you know, it's when you go in, it's something different, you know? Well, even at that, like, the original Star Tours, uh, people, it had a rewritability just because it moves, since it moves, like, you feel like, you know, you get a different experience out of it. Because sometimes it jerks you a different way, like, it, like, you still get an enjoyable thing out of it. Like, that's my thing, though, it's like, I'm not, a, I'm not a show guy. I don't care to sit down and watch a show. I mean, like, for instance, uh, at Disney World, 
I love the Finding Nemo musical. I like. I'm thoroughly impressed how they turned that movie into a a musical show. I will never rewatch that because I've seen it. <laughs> so does that mean you don't want to go see Shrek at Universal Studios? Oh, <laughs> no, never. you've you've seen it once. You've seen it enough. That's that's it. I Actually, will say one at Walt Disney World that I I do love and I wish we would. We would watch more. Is the Laugh Factory the one at Walt oh, Disney yeah. World? Well, that one changes though. Yeah, I know, it, but it's, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that that's one, one of my personal favorites. Yeah. We don't go on it like a lot, but it's really funny. Yeah, that that one though, like that, you know, that one has like a rewritability because like they do uh, realistically, it's a live person doing the jokes, so it's like they change it. Um, uh, by the way, I just want to mention with the Universal thing. For me, like, Universal, when they do a 3D show, what makes those even more unwritable is the fact that they release them on Blu-rays so that you already have them. Like, for instance, the Shrek one, I didn't know because, like, you know, uh, I really loved the first Shrek movie. So we bought it on DVD, and it came with it, uh, this, like, Shrek's, like, uh, I forget what they called it, um, on there, but it was, it was like a, a Shrek. pack. Well, well, no, it was, like, a special feature where it was, uh, like a, you know, it Realistically, it was the Shrek 4D show, but they put it on there as a special feature, so we were at home watching it, not realizing that this is supposed to be a ride, and then when we went to Universal and I went on it, I realized, I was like, oh, this is that thing I already saw, and I immediately regretted sitting in li- like standing in line for this, because I'm like, I've seen this. I, I, I own this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't care to see this. It's like uh, the Minions one. They did the same thing with the Minions one. The first, like, Blu-ray set that came out, it was like, oh, and here's Minions uh, on there. And then you go watch it at Universal. You're like, oh, I already own this. Why do I care to see this? But, you know, that's Universal for you. They don't get it. They don't care. I will, to defend Universal. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The and that's Terminator. where this ends. <laughs> The Terminator one is pretty cool. Yes, yes. but that that's was, the, like the that's, only that's one. The Terminator. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna get uh, they're gonna get rid of it, right? To put yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, they already did. Yeah, they already did. Say goodbye to the Terminator. The one, and I get it. That <laughs> section back there is awful. But that was the one good thing that made me go over there. Well, this is why you're not gonna go anymore. <laughs> well, now it's Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, now it's Harry Potter. I'll go for Harry Potter. Yeah. Of course, I will. We, we apparently got way off onto a yes, Harry Potter. Look, um, we'll get on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. If you're in it for the universal hate speech, that's coming more later. But, uh, no, like, um, you know, with the closures at Disney World, my one thing is that I enjoy seeing, like, closures going on because uh, it's li- it's nice to see, like, new life going in. Like, I know a lot of people are complaining about the uh, Hollywood studio stuff that they're closing, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we can all joke and stuff, but Disney Hollywood Studios realistically is the most lackluster park in Disney World. So, if anything, breathing new life in this park is what they need. Because I was just there, and I mean, like, uh, for our daughter, like, she's two. There was almost nothing she could go on. And then the only thing that she, uh, the only real thing that she could really see was, like, Disney Junior Live or the stupid dance parties that they have. And I'm like, I don't care to waste time with this. Yeah, Toy Story, but if we you have that. Wait three hours. Yeah, we have that, and yeah, and we don't wait three hours to go on that. And I know I've said, I think I've said it before on the on the podcast. This is honestly the B park, you know, it's the one that you go to and you're like, well, there's a couple things we want to see, but I mean, this is we're gonna, more like D. Well, <laughs> we're, gonna, 
Uh, one thing I will say, um, right. you know, like uh, we we have our little cast member friends in Disney World, and one of them told us they're like. Uh, they kept saying uh, when we were at Disney's Hollywood Studios, they're like, you have to remember this park was built as a half-day park. It was never meant to be a whole-day park. That's the one of the biggest issues. But it's like, you know, the, the world we live in now, it's like you need to put things in there and this needs to be a full-day park. Look at look at Avatar. Well, look at Avatar going into uh, a, um, Animal Kingdom or, yeah, the Cars Land and Disney California Adventure and the World of Color. Like, these, these are things you need. You need things that keep you there all day. Like you said, uh, they got the space, you know? Yeah, they oh, have yeah, space, though. More than though. enough space. Um, I think we've, we've said enough about uh, these closures because we have more that we're going to announce later. But uh, going over back to our hometown, Disneyland, um, <laughs> to talk about some closures we've got going on... Uh, Disneyland right now has a lot of closures, which a lot of people are complaining about if it's worth going to. I just want to start off saying Disneyland is always worth going to because for us, and I actually was just saying this to a co-worker because they said, oh, I heard a lot of stuff far down. And I'm like, yeah, but at Disneyland, when we uh, when we close 10 rides for refurbishments or for, uh, you know, like what we've got going on where some of them are going away forever, it's like. For us, 10 rides going down, you still have like 30 rides you can ride. Disney World, with their closure announcements, it's like, you took away like two things, but in a park that only has five rides, <laughs> that leaves me just Tower of Terror, the Rock and Roller Coaster, and Star Tours now. But um, really quickly, uh, Disneyland uh, right now... We've got the Disneyland Railroad is down, Rivers of America, Fantasmic's not coming back this year, Big Thunder Ranch is gone forever, Autopia is down for refurbishment with their new um, sponsor coming in, which is supposed to be uh, Honda, Jungle Cruise is down as they change over from Jingle Cruise, and they're apparently also doing a refurb, and there's rumors of like some new effects and stuff going in. Haunted Mansion is down as they change over from Holiday. Small World is going to be down as they change over from Holiday. Uh, so, like, yeah, these are a lot of things. But at the same time, it's like, you know, at least we're moving forward. Like, that's the main thing I see. Of course, Disneyland Railroad is really sad to see down. I love the railroad, but, you know, we, we have to do it. Yeah, out of all of those, the two big ones, honestly, are for, for me, would be the railroad. Because you're right, you know, it's, it's, nice, it's a nice, you know, way to kind of end the day for for me personally I think that's a perfect way to end it but or to eat a snack or eat a snack but the big one for me was Fantasmic because I love that show and that's the only show that I think has has rewatchability because I just love seeing the uh, the practical effects going into it but I mean World of Color like we we love the shows like uh, World of Color Fantasmic and uh, stuff like that what well, of course like shows we were talking about is like uh Little Mermaid musical, the Aladdin musical, spectacular. Like those are things like I don't care. You know, with the uh, Haunted Mansion and uh, It's a Small World. You know, every year is like that. You know, well, of yeah. course it's gonna be down because they're trying to put everything back to normal. So you know, yeah. it is what it is. Actually, also I want to mention that uh, Soren's gonna be going down because uh, that's one of the good things too about them finally announcing the uh, opening day for Shanghai is that that's when. Soaring Over the World is going to officially hit because uh, apparently the rumor is that they're going to open and then the next day all of the Soaring rides that we have, uh, of course, at California and Disney World are supposed to change over to the Soaring Over the World video. Which, actually, while we were there at Disney World, the first day we were there, Soaring was open. The next day we came back and they had a sign out front that, so, that said, 
Soren is closed uh, until summer 2016, and we were like, oh, I didn't know this. So did you guys have a chance to write it or no? No. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Uh, I'll be honest. We, we have Soren over in California anyway, so we don't care to wait at Disney World. We did ride the land. Living with the land. Um, but, uh, no, like, uh, you know, Soren's gonna be going down. Luigi's is apparently going to be coming back online soon. Um, I know, apparently, they're, they're having some trouble with the computer system, because it was supposed to already come out, but, uh, I guess they're shooting for, like, an early February, uh, opening date for that. Um, so that's some new stuff we've got going on. But, uh, like we were saying earlier, though, like, when it comes to closures, like, you know, yeah, it sucks that these are down, but, you know, in the long run, it's worth it. Oh, yeah. That's always worth it for us. I could I could get on you about, especially about refurbishments, because uh, at Disney World, there's so many rides that we, went on, that we went on that you could just sit there and you were just like, oh, there's chip paint here. <laughs> like, they, they run those rides to death. And it's just, it's upsetting, because it's like, Disney World, it's like, I want a good show. Like... <laughs> Don't don't make me go on Haunted Mansion and, and have the speakers where one side of it is out and the other side is on. So we're all leaning to, towards the left to hear it. And now you have this like really weird image in my mind of like riding pirates. You're like, that pirate's mouth's not even moving. It's like open. Well, yeah, actually, we, um, we didn't get on pirates while we were out there because every time we went over to it, it was uh, broken down. And then uh, I found out that the mermaids aren't even there anymore. Because the effect uh, didn't work right. The, I was hearing, like, sometimes the light would go on. Sometimes the animatronic part would go on. Like, it, they could never get it to work right, so they just ended up taking it completely out. All they left in is the mermaid singing, but they don't have any explanation of why it's doing it. So you don't understand what's going on. But uh, to move on from that, uh, Tangled has returned to the Royal Theater in uh, the Fantasy Fair at Disneyland. And now they're doing the performances of Tangled and Frozen. Um, there's some rumors that when Frozen musical spectacular takes over uh, for Aladdin that we're going to get Beauty and the Beast back. But uh, for right now, it's just Tangled and Frozen. How do you guys feel about uh, Tangled coming back? You know, I've yet to see the show, but from everything I heard, it's great. So it's actually good to hear, especially since, you know, I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah, I like seeing that Frozen is slowly, uh, you know, backing out. Like, I I mean, we'll get into this later when we talk about our Disney World trip report, but, like, Frozen, it's like, you're overdoing it. Like, just just let me have, like, other things on top mm-hmm. of it. Like, I like that right here that they're like, well, you know, we're going to offer both. So it's like, sometimes, uh, or well, the way they do it is it's like one showing of Frozen, one showing of Tangled. So you can see a performance of Frozen, or you can see the Frozen... Or the Tangled performance. You don't have to... It's not like how it was before where it was like, all it is is Frozen. That's it. Nothing else. So I, li- I like seeing that. I'm excited to see if um, Beauty and the Beast returns. I would like to see it. Beast. <laughs> the Beast. All right. <laughs> so uh, to move on from there, um, Lunar New Year returns to Disney California Adventure uh, February 5th through 8th. And uh, with it, um, they're going to have the meet and greets with Mulan, Mushu, the uh, Chinese New Year, Mickey and Minnie, and Chip and Dale. So, like, th- like uh, these are some of those things that, like, uh, we kind of skip over. But um, it is nice to know, like, one thing I like is that at DCA that they do these things. Like, they do the um, uh, Three Kings celebration and stuff. Like, 
I like that, you know, they don't just pretend like, oh, there's just the holidays that Americans do. That's it. I like that they, that they show a little bit like, oh yeah, you know, Lunar New Year, the Three Kings Day, like, they, they don't just gloss over those. Yeah, I love how the characters are all dressed up too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you get a different kind of meet and greet with Mickey and Minnie. Uh, it's sad though because you know, I, I I love this thing, but I think this is like the only time you really get to see Mulan and Mushu walking around the place. And I and we yeah. don't, and we were saying this off mic, we don't ever really go in February. Well, I mean, it's like the uh, when they do the um, Three Kings one, uh, or the it's like um, yeah, it's Three Kings. I think uh, they have the uh, three caballeros with uh, Jose, Carioca, and Panchito. With uh, the Mexican Donald, and that's the only time you can see that at Disney at Disneyland. Like you don't see those any other time. Do you know if there's gonna be like a certain area they're gonna be at, or they're gonna be like? Yeah, it's uh, at the Paradise Pier. That's where they've always done it. But yeah, like uh, if you're a fan of Mulan and Mushu, it's a it's a good thing to go see. And then finally, um, this is actually uh, for both both coasts, but Kylo Ren. Uh, will be uh, finishing what Darth Vader started, as he will be replacing Darth Vader as the meet and greet at uh, the launch bay. At Disneyland, he's already there. Uh, he's already started doing the meet and greet. We've seen videos, and they are awesome, because he is a talking character um, with his actual voice. But uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, uh, the, they're saying that early February he's going to move in there. Uh, how do you guys feel about the changeover? We saw the video. Horrifying. The guy is scary, you know. He's he's like he's got the same build as uh, the as the actor, and but when he's talking and stuff, he, I, I'm watching the video. I'm saying this is terrifying. I don't want to go in there with my with my Jedi hat now. <laughs> I agree with you, Hunter. Uh, when I saw Darth Vader, when he came up to me, I was freaked out. And now when I see Kylo Ren, it's like holy crap! Well, you're that, you're still alive. <laughs> that mask itself is is very intimidating, and of course having the same build and. Um, the voice is even a little bit more creepier too. Uh, like Hunter said, like his body, everything's like yeah. it's like how he is or whatever. He's kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the one thing I like, uh, you know, also to bring back the whole thing with the uh, Star Wars Force Awakens has started like you know fizzling out when it comes to its uh, you know theatrical run. The thing with Kylo Ren finally replacing Darth Vader is it's a good show of faith because it shows that Disney has faith in the Force Awakens and the new trilogy because now they're, now they're finally like, oh, we can take Darth Vader out. And Darth Vader, you can still see Darth Vader at the, um, at the Jedi training, mm -hmm. but Kylo Ren moving in, like, that's a big change, realistically. Especially, like, Darth Vader's an iconic villain. Yeah. So for them to change him over with Kylo Ren. But then at that, too, the whole thing with the talking characters, I know we gushed about it a while ago about the Boba Fett and stuff, but... You know, the talking characters, like, add so much to the meet and greet. Like, especially, like, this is a masked character. And for him to just walk up to you and say, uh, come over here. Like, you're just like, oh my god, like, this is everything I want. And now it's just making me laugh. You brought it up and now I'm, I have, like, this weird rush of uh, thoughts. You know, we still get Darth Vader at the, uh, at the training camp. It's all cool. I'm just waiting for the day we have uh, Kylo Ren come out there with the First Order. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's how they should march him out. That would be the coolest way for him to come from the backstage with the uh, first order troopers. That would be so cool. Uh, I think it would be cool. Like this is just me. If like uh, the stormtroopers is just like right behind Kylo Ren, like 
just like you know, just have his back, whatever. But take a picture of Kylo Ren. That's just me. You, you know what would be uh, really cool is if when you go into the meet and greet. If instead of having a cast member there, it was the stormtroopers standing at the door, and you walk in with Kylo Ren, that would be so cool. You know, also be cool if one of the masks have uh, oh, the 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 hand the of uh, uh, the Finn. Yeah, Finn. The Finn. yeah, 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 the FN. It's like wait a minute, one eight seven. That's you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just stand around, just uh, huffing and puffing, and then you got the. <laughs> You just have the traitor guy standing uh, in the background. <laughs> traitor! <laughs> he just runs off. <laughs> That'll be cool. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's going to do it for us for the news. And uh, now we'll be moving on to our main subject. So our main subject is our Walt Disney World trip report. Uh, it's the trip that I recently took this past week with, uh, it was just a small trip, but it was myself, my wife Elizabeth, and our daughter, but, uh, we had some, we had some things that were pros and some cons, so we just wanted to go over it and fill you guys in. So we're gonna start off with the cons, because I don't want to end on a negative subject. Um, it was, uh, four, we were out there for, no, five days, five right? Days. Yeah, we were out there for five days. We did four days at the parks. Uh, the last day we were at uh, Disney Springs. Um, the first day was kind of a bust because, like, for us, like, we flew in kind of late. Like, we had issues with flying in. And then um, when we got in, it was, like, already late afternoon. So we went to Hollywood Studios, which this is the only time we were at Hollywood Studios. And we uh, ate um, dinner and we took some pictures and that was really it. Like, we saw the launch bay, too, which, it was pretty cool, but the thing is, is that, um, you know, ours is pretty much the same, if not better. Like, uh, theirs was kind of weird, because, like, uh, it took over, like, the animation area, and it kind of, like, the entrance is the store. But then if you don't know any better, you would think that's it. Because, uh, you know the video that, uh, they have, like, that 10-minute video or so? Um, they have that in their theater, but you, uh, when you come up to, en- to the entrance, you have one side that says, this is for uh, meet and greets, this one is for the movie, and then the other one is the store. So if you don't know any better, you would just walk straight into the store, which most people were. And they had like a cast member there that was kind of like guiding you in, like trying to push you like, hey, the museum stuff and the meet and greets are this way, you have to go there though. Because, like, we went in there and it's just a store. And we, we were just, just like, what We just happened to the? run into the museum part. Yeah. Because we went through the store and, then like, we just made a left and there was everything. But there was... It's like, what is this dark uh, little... Dark uh, so, yeah, at the, at the side. Oh, wait, that's... Yeah, cool. they had really cool things there. I think, if anything, like, they have more there stuff me, for yeah. the new the movie. Original. Well, and the original. Well, yeah. But well, I think most of it was for the new movie, right? Well, one thing I thought was really cool um, is that they had... They had better stuff from the originals. Like, for ours, we have, like, models and stuff. For theirs, they had a full-size speeder bike from uh, Return of the Jedi. And they had Anakin's pod racer from uh, Episode 1, which I was just like, you know, these are really cool. And then they had, like, the first uh, part of it, if you would have seen the movie, is actually where they have the models. And they had the Tantive 4, which is the uh, first one you see in uh, Episode 4. Which, when I saw that, I was like, that's a really cool thing to see. But, like, it's, like, tucked off into the side in the back. Um, they had some really cool stuff, though. Like, one of the coolest things I thought was, uh, they don't do Boba Fett as a meet and greet, which I thought was lame. Uh, because it made their, like, uh, bar seem ridiculous. 
They, I'll give it, though, as it was pointed out to us, their bar looks more like a bar, which I'll agree. They, it did, but, you know, when there's no meet and greet, you're like, I don't know what this thing is for. Mm -hmm. But then what they had is they had Jawas come out, and the Jawas interact with you, and uh, if you trade them something, they'll give you something in return. And what they give you is, like, little pieces of, like, robots and stuff, which was really cool. I'll let you guys know, though, when you trade with them, they will not take food. You have to give them something other than, uh, something that they can actually take. But, uh, we saw people giving them, like, beanie babies and stuff, and they were, like, getting things in return. It was, uh, really cool, actually. Now, do they get the stuff back? <laughs> no. No, you trade. You're trading. Yeah, trade. So whatever you give them, you have to be prepared to not have. Wow. <laughs> but they're really cool, because they'll come up to you, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> the, I will say, my daughter was terrified of them. She did, especially with their glowing eyes, she did yeah, not she trust did. these things. She was like, she didn't even want to go near them, which sucks, because... The bar is actually uh, the part that connects the like theater and all of the museum stuff to the store. So when we kept moving on to look at the other museum stuff and see the meet and greet area, which by the way, the meet and greet area wasn't as well themed as ours, which I was surprised about. But uh, when we went back to go to the store, she saw them still there and she immediately turned around. She was pulling my hand and she was like, Dad, Dad, no, Dad, Dad, no. And I was just like, oh, great. So I had to pick her up and like rush her through that area. Because she, she did not want anything to do with these guys. I've, got, I've just got to say this Jawa experience sounds cool. But it's a good thing you said something because I'm so stupid. I would have like, given them my watch or something. Oh, here! Well, I'm, You're going to bring that back, right? They, they know, they know, like, uh, they know, you know, a certain... Like, th they know, they'll tell you no to things. Like, uh, for instance, like I said, we tried to trade them... Uh, my uh, Yeah, we tried to trade them M&M's and uh, they said no to that because they don't take food. <laughs> Um, we saw a guest trade them uh, one of those little, you know, light spinners, like the R2 one that you have. They right. traded one of those to them, and they took it, and they gave them a, a piece of a droid. And I was just sitting there like, you just handed them, like, a $15 toy. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. I'm not giving you that. Uh, is it at least something cool? Like... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The stuff that they give you, like, it's kind of, like, useless, like... Little pieces is what it is. Yeah, but Actually, it's like it's a cool collectible. It's a cool collectible, like a collectible. Yeah. Um, another thing now, like uses their face or is it just dark? No, no it's, it's dark. Yeah, they have, they have a face eyes. cover and they have the glowing eyes. That's yeah. cool. And yeah. that's why, because when Ellie saw them, like, she was fine, but then when she actually saw their eyes, she was like, oh, time to go. She was like, oh, it's the devil. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> no, Dada. So, Hunter, don't give them your shoes. Well, yeah. here's one shoe. <laughs> Can I have it back? Or Where's he high. going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our first day, it was basically that. Um, one thing I will say as a pro, too, was um, their, like, Star Wars-themed um, items at the backlot... Uh, what was it? The backlot, like, um, cafe? cafe. Uh, they were a lot better than ours. Like, one thing is they had chicken and waffles, and it was Darth Vader waffles. This was, like, a great item. I loved it. I had it, and, you know, I'll give it, yeah, it's kind of cheap. Like, uh, it's like chicken nuggets, um, with, uh, you know, little waffles. But, like, this was a great item. I love chicken and waffles, personally. But, like, all of their items, I noticed, were a lot better themed. They had the Han Solo and Carbonite uh, there you could buy. They had the uh, Stormtrooper and Boba Fett uh, Stein. Like, I just looked at their menu and I was just like, man, theirs is, like, a lot better done. Like, ours is, like, a lot of, like, food that you see and you're just like, 
I feel like all they did is they took their menu and they just said, oh, now it's Star Wars. That's true. Come on, Disneyland, pick it up. Well, they yeah. have that um, black or dark side burger, I think it was what it yeah, was. Yeah, they, had that, they had that too, but that's the we thing too. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to try something yeah. like that. We're, we know, George. Um, <laughs> they, they had that too, but um, theirs was like a chicken sandwich instead. Yes. Oh, and then, like, I will say, too, they also did, like, uh, they had, like, kind of bar items, so you could do, like, mixed drinks, like, they had, uh, I, like, I took a picture of it, they had Fireball there for, like, $10 to add to your drink, and I saw that, and I was just like, man, that, that is a lot for a shot, but I'm just like, I don't need that here, like, whatever, but, um, yeah, like, Disney Hollywood Studios, though, like, a lot of, we had talked about it before, the big, you know, con about this place is that there's nothing for a child to do, like, we looked at it and we're like, we could have done Toy Story Midway Mania, but we're not going to wait in that line. And we're West Coasters, so we have gone on it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll give it, their queue is amazing. But we weren't going to wait in a 200-minute line to go on this thing. Uh, Star Tours, we couldn't go on with her. We couldn't do, uh, of course, there were the shows, but we weren't going to do those. So, like, for us, it was kind of a bust because we're like, well, there's nothing for her to do here. So we... Um, Actually, we did this every day, but we went back to Epcot every day. That was the that's where we ended every day, because uh, I I came to realize Epcot is my favorite park there. But uh, we we did Spaceship Earth every day while we were there, which is awesome. That's a that's a good way to end your day. But um, one thing I, I want to point out too is uh, it was really cold. There was a cold snap, um, as a lot of you might know. Like the East Coast was hit with a blizzard, but there was a cold snap in. Florida be, uh, because of it so it was like 41 degrees <laughs> and windy so it felt like 30 something we had to buy oh jackets God. that's how cold it was and um, uh, another thing though is like I've never seen like a Disney park this packed in January like there there were crowds everywhere when we were at Magic Kingdom uh, I know I said it before but the lines were like 60 minutes each and like we, we were just, like, amazed because, like, at Disneyland, you don't get crowds like this in January. That's right. And then, like, it made me laugh, too, because, like, this is where I'm going to get on my soapbox for you guys. But, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, I read, like, you know, the blogs on my chat and stuff, and I couldn't help but notice, I'm like, so we're, we've got these huge lines, we've got people everywhere here, and then you look at, uh, Universal Orlando, because they did their Dateline Disneyland for Universal Orlando, and... They were walking on every ride, and he was like, oh, you know, it's uh, January, so it's dead, and my uncle also works at Universal, and he told us, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I can get you guys into Universal if you want, but the thing is, is that Universal closes at 7 because, uh, you know, it's dead time for us. He's like, there's no one in the parks, and I'm, I was sitting there, like, compared to what we had in Disney World, and I was just like, but you guys want a third park? Like, I'm like, you... You don't have enough crowds for one park all year round. And I'm like, and you want to build a third? I'm like, we're at Disney World, like, you know, elbow to elbow with people trying to get on rides. Like, I'm just like, man. It was not crowded. Okay, yeah, it it wasn't that crowded, but it was still, it was way more crowded than I thought it would be. Oh, definitely, yeah. Especially in January. And especially outside. We didn't stay there, but we drove by All-Star Resort when we went to the McDonald's there. And oh my god, the line to get into All-Star Resort. I, like, you might as well just camp out in the parking lot. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Uh, it's like going to Disneyland with that weather. You just walk into everything. Everything. 
Yeah, it's like Disneyland when it rains. You're just like, oh, okay, I just walk on everything. But yeah, Walt well, Disney, Disney World. You're stuck there. Um, I, I it's heard it take you an hour to leave. Well, I heard a lot of people talking about it too, though. Um, Walt Disney World more and more is just getting into this place where there is no off season there. Like the most you can hope for is the crowds that we had, which you know, like I said, Magic Kingdom, you're gonna have 60 minute waits. I, Epcot, you were gonna, they were like 10 minute waits, but that's what also what made Epcot a great park for us to go back to every day. But um. Like, uh, yeah, it was just, it was so amazing. Especially, like, Hollywood Studios had lines. At, uh, when we went to Animal Kingdom, they had lines. Like, uh, I was just amazed, like... Uh, by the way, with Animal Kingdom, uh, how was the construction? Did you see anything at all? Yes, that's, uh, I was gonna get on that, too. Um, was that, we did that the third day, right? No, second. Yeah, oh, yeah, the We're second day... The oh, yeah. The second day we went to Animal Kingdom... And as soon as you get into the parking lot, you can see the construction of Avatar. And it looks awesome. Like, even from there, like, you just see it and you're like, oh my god, like, this looks so well, cool. Well, from the parking lot, you can see the floating islands. Yeah. Big, huh? <laughs> yeah. They're huge, yeah. Like, these things are massive. Now, you said something about chocolate coins? Oh, yeah. Yes. We were trying to find chocolate coins for Ellie, which they don't have the little... The little baggy ones, because okay, apparently yeah. they were sold out. But then their inventory app, which is on their app, like yes, you're, you're able to the Disney Park Shop app. Yeah, you're able to like type in what you're looking for, and then it'll tell you what store at what park you're supposed to, well it's supposed to be at. So th when we typed it in, it was only at Animal Kingdom. So we went to the store, and of course their inventory was completely off. So we ended up buying just the bigger. The yeah. They had like the Mickey Mouse one where it's uh, where it's three coins and they're huge. But uh, that was the thing is they didn't have chocolate coins at all. And the app like uh, it was telling us that it was there. And I actually also tweeted um, WDW today on Twitter and asked them where I could find them. And they told me the same thing. They're like, oh, if you check the app, it says that they have it at Animal Kingdom. And I went there. And I uh, responded uh, later, I was just like, by the way, they're not there. I went to the stores and they were not there. They're sold out. Um, so, like, I know, like, uh, our cast member friends were telling us, like, that's kind of an issue they have with inventory anyway. But um, for the most part, like, most items, you could go on there and you could find it. But uh, that was the one negative thing is that, you know, when you're looking for that thing that, like, they just happen to have little of, you're not going to find it. That's what... It it came down to. Uh, what is the app called again? It's called uh, Disney Parks Shop. It, it is pretty cool though, because like one thing I will say is uh, you can order things on it and they'll hold it at the store for you and you can buy them. Oh, but then can? some of the items it'll tell you, like for instance the chocolate coins, because they were obviously sold out. They, they were saying on it it was like only sold in store. So you had to go to the store to buy them. But that was the thing is they weren't there. So... You know, I made the trip for nothing. That's <laughs> what it came down to. Um, Animal Kingdom, though, like, uh, the one thing I, I will say is their construction, like, even though you can see it from the entrance of the park and stuff, when you're inside the park, you don't really see it unless you walk over to the areas where you will see it. Like, um, for instance, the old uh, Camp Mini Mickey. Like, you can see it from there because, obviously, that's the first, that's the first place you're going to go in to see uh, Avatar. But um, if you weren't looking for the construction, you didn't notice it. That was the thing I, I had to say was a plus. 
uh, when you guys get there by the construction, is there any like arts or anything? Yeah, like they that? they put up uh, they put up a little like um, photo op thing where it had uh, it had um, one of the <laughs> I can't think of the name uh, the Navi on uh, one of the um, yeah one of the big <laughs> dragons. Uh, which, by the way, my daughter did not like these things. She saw the picture of it, and she would not even go near it. But uh, they had that as a photo op, and then right there you can actually see, like, uh, it's very obvious that it's supposed to be, like, the welcome center that they showed in, like, the concept art at the D23 Expo, where it's, like, you know, they're going to have, like, a welcome center welcoming you to Pandora, and uh, you can see that that's where they're going to have it, right there. It's next to, like, Pizza Fari, um, if anyone is going to be there. Uh, is it like the same, like that new uh, Buena Vista Street? Like, remember there was like a wall, and they had like, like photos? Like, in the um, side? No, this was just of, one yeah. like mural, one yeah. photo op that was. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. And it, like Josh said, like you have to be looking for it to find it. It's not like, hey, yeah. Avatar is here. No, you know I like merchandise. Is there any stuff? Yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> um. Actually, one negative thing I will say about uh, merchandise, merchandise is, you know, as you guys might know, we're big Star Wars fans. I love Star Wars. However, my negative thing is that every store at Disney World had Star Wars in the entrance to the store. No matter what the store was, they didn't care about theming. They threw this stuff everywhere. And it actually hit a point where it was like frozen. Like, we just felt like we just didn't want to see it anymore. Like oh, every popcorn and yeah, <laughs> every store you walked into, that was the first thing you would see is Star Wars stuff, and it and then at that too, it was all the same stuff. So at a point, you were just like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I mean, Epcot was the same way. Their their stores, the Mouse Gear, the um, uh, Entrance Plaza ones uh, into World Showcase, all Star Wars. Ooh. I was just like, dude, like it doesn't even make sense why these are here. Or like when we were in. Um, and Magic Kingdom, we were in like, uh, uh, what was it? Tomorrowland had it everywhere, Emporium had it everywhere, like, yeah, it was just like, oh my god, like, it, <laughs> dude, it, get your tiara and a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it, it reminded me of Universal. It was like, they just were shoving it everywhere because they were trying to sell it to you. Like, that's what I see at a Universal park where they're just like, Oh, well, we don't care. Here's Harry Potter stuff, in case you didn't see it before. You're just walking into the uh, Everest store. Hey, uh, my daughter wanted one of the little plush toys. Do you have one? Well, we don't have the normal ones. We have one holding a red lightsaber. I don't We have a want Kylo that. Ren or a Wampa. <laughs> well, uh, the Wampa is kind of. But... <laughs> I guess I'll go with the Wampa. But it, it's better for them to actually have merchandise than to not have merchandise and to not be prepared. So I, I, I thought it was I thought it was a little too much. I agree, but at least if they would have kept it like within well, the areas that it should have been. Even for us, like uh, for instance, like we were staying at Pop Century and um, our store, and when we went to Contemporary and Polynesian, all those stores had Star Wars stuff in their stores, and it was annoying because it's like I'm in the store for like for instance Pop Century. I want stuff that say Pop Century. I don't want a freaking shirt. With Kylo Ren's lightsaber on it, I want stuff that makes sense over here. <laughs> That's true. But at the very bottom, it'll say Pop Century. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll but, know. <laughs> by the way, I'll be uh, the type of dad who will go to the baby, 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 boo, and still get the lightsaber. Yeah. 
the, well, you gotta get the color red. You have Josh to. is just upset. <laughs> well, I I just like I expect more from Disney. I I expect a better presentation than for them to just be like, well, we'll shove it everywhere in your yes, face. Yes, but how many kids had lightsabers? How many kids had Star Wars merchandise on them? Well, it's Star pretty Wars. much everyone. <laughs> So, and that's the thing. It's selling, so of course they're trying to push out their merchandise. And all the merchandise that they have, like, if you're looking for Pop Century merchandise or Magic Kingdom merchandise, like, you're going to find it. Like, it's still there. But, yeah. I mean, of course, if their big thing right now is Star Wars, that's going to be what, I mean, what they're trying to push out. I agree. Like, especially, like, when Frozen came out, even though not, not a lot of people Everyone like it. Everyone had the dress. Everywhere. Everyone had the wig. Everyone was singing the song. You know, I bet you when you were in Florida, I bet you, you Josh, have a, the lightsaber, He too. had two of them. <laughs> <laughs> he had the blue one and the red one on the other side. What, man? <laughs> no, that, that, that's my thing. Is like, yeah, I understand it was selling, but it's like, thematically, it didn't make sense. It was like, a little too much. Uh, and, okay. yeah, it was too much. Like, at the least, um, for instance, like, like, the World Showcase shop. I don't know why that was freaking all Star Wars. It made no sense in that store. And then uh, Mouse Gear had it anyway, so it was like, I can just go to Mouse Gear if I want this stuff. Like, it makes sense in Future World. But, uh, like, that's my thing. But, and then all the dance parties had them, too. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be going to yeah. England and finding stuff with Kylo Ren's face that, on it. <laughs> that's actually... Elizabeth just mentioned another thing we did not like, which uh, at Hollywood Studios... Apparently, like, one of the only things they do there is dance parties. And you're just like, it, like, it's so annoying. Like, you just see it, and you're just like, I don't care. Just and, walk by. And now. they're like, come on, Mickey's on the dance floor. Come on. I'm like, no. Like, stop this now. Like, the this is a travesty. The seeing a Bolt. <laughs> bolt dance. He was like... <laughs> 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 like he was begging for food. It was so funny. Oh, dude. <laughs> But yeah. he's a dog. How else is he going to dance? Okay. We can wiggle his tail or something. Yeah, lots of dance parties that were unnecessary. I agree with the dancing thing. I mean, like, I could just I could just see it, just people walking by. Just like in Disneyland, the Manhattan like, party, whatever. Yeah. Like, I just don't but care. But see, at least in Disneyland, it's in one area. Like, yeah. how they do the dance parties is right at in Walt, the middle. At Walt Disney World, they do them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Disney Hollywood Studios had it in front of uh, the um, Chinese Theater. Uh, Tomorrowland had one, um, Magic Kingdom had one, like, in the front area, like, it, it was awful. Now, here's my question, um, is there a lot of people there actually dancing? Come on. There's a well, lot of people kids. watching. Yeah, a lot of people watching. And there's watching. a lot of kids dancing in it, but to me, it's like, it's a worthless <laughs> thing. It's just like, get this out of here. Honestly, I can just imagine every parent having my reaction. Yeah. The ones at a Magic Kingdom in Florida were in front of the castle, and that has like a full-on stage and everything. But some of the dance parties were like, "Why? Like why?" Hunter, like the Incredibles dance the party Incredibles at Tomorrowland. Dance party, yeah. Hunter, I I know you're gonna dance here. No. Don't lie. No, <laughs> the, I'll be in the back with every other Franny day. The uh, <laughs> the one thing I will say though, as a positive, is that uh, they bring out like very random characters for it, like. We saw Rescue Rangers Chippendale, and as Elizabeth said, we saw Bolt. Like, we saw a lot of characters that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that they still had these around. The Bolt one surprised me, because they try to pretend like that movie ever happened. I they mean, all they try to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> you go to a cast member, you're like, hey. The only one who 
likes it is Courtney. It's a cute you, you, movie. Uh, you walk yeah, it's a cute to, movie uh, to fall asleep to. No, you, you walk up to a cast member. Hey, I'm looking for some merchandise. Oh, I can help you out with that. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it had John Travolta and I think Miley Cyrus. Like, sir, if you had another outburst like that, I'll have you removed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Miley Cyrus never did anything for Disney. Never? Not even Hannah Montana? We don't know well, what... We don't even know if Montana's a state. <laughs> Who did they replace her with at uh, the Hall of Presidents? In uh, Disneyland? The gallery? Oh, yeah. Um, They replaced her with the Sherman Brothers. (laughs) They're like, that's it. With the whole tongue thing, you're out of here. That's the funny thing is they they took her out and they replaced her with someone who should have been there anyway. It was like, okay. Everybody was applauding the decision. (laughs) Okay, but uh, another thing that was kind of annoying, though, is the hours. Like... They had the hours like it was off-season, because, for instance, uh, all of the parks closed at 8. The only ones that stayed open were for magic hours, extra magic hours. They would stay open till like, uh, midnight or 10. But then the thing is, is that the hours were set up like it was off-season, but like I said, the crowds, this was not off-season. Like, they needed to stay open to at least 10. Like, uh, you know, that's one of my complaints, but... You know, that's also a thing where it was like, well, we were there for multiple days, so we'll, we'll see whatever we want. And, and for what you're saying, you're right. That we've hit a point, I think, with them. Like you were saying earlier, that there shouldn't be shortened hours for anything, because if it's the middle of January and you've still got a fairly packed place... You, you need know, to have the hours You have reflected. to have the hours to reflect it, yeah. Now, um... You like a, extra magic hours if you stay there. Yeah. Um, actually, the, uh... It was Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. The second day we were there, uh, we had dinner uh, at Be Our Guest at 9.30 at night, I just want to say, which was incredibly late. Um, By the way, it was the only reservation that was available for five days in a weekend, or sorry, in a weekday. In a weekday. And it just so happened to be a Tuesday, and their last reservation was at 9.30. Oh, yeah. Who was there? Um, Be Our Guest was amazing. It was spectacular. Uh, Like, I cannot gush enough about this place, like... Anyone that follows me on uh, Snapchat knows, like, I was posting all this stuff for it. That place was spectacular. The theming was amazing. Like, little touches of things that I didn't even know they did. Like, uh, I had never heard anyone talk about they have the, uh, the, um, the suits of armor. And, like, when you go in there to the suits of armor, they talk to each other. So, like, you hear them whispering to each other things. And... Like, that was just, a like, a nice touch. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, And then the West Wing, you can just walk into the West Wing if you want. West Wing looked awesome. Uh, I will say, as a negative thing, their effects, like, people were talking about, when I saw them, I was just like, okay, well, if you go to Beast Library at DCA, it's the same thing. Where it's like, it, you know, it flashes lightning, and it shows the, uh, uh, the beast on the picture, and the petals fall off. But I'm like, you know, it's still really cool. Um, the gray stuff was great. Uh, Elizabeth can tell you yeah, what it was, it's though. Yeah, it's a cookies and cream mousse. And then, it, well, the I guess, stuff. I, I don't, they, well, they serve it on top of, like, um, a chocolate cookie, I guess. It's Because it's, it's not like really a brownie. brownie. Right? I, I, it was more crisp, because so it was more of a cookie. So, yeah, that was really good. And the then desserts all of their were desserts really good. were yeah. cupcakes, and they were all really good. So we, we tried two of them. So they were really good. And then the food itself was really good. It was a little on the pricier side, which we yeah. kind of expected. We, but yeah. they had at least like a good variety. So Josh got the pan-seared chicken, 
And I ended it up getting really the um, the braised pork, which was Koku Van style. Delicious, by the way. So then, yeah. And then they had some other ones that were like, um, it was a scallop and shrimp. Like It looked like more of a souffle to me is what it looked like. Um, but yeah, the food was really good. The appetizers were looked really good. The entrees were really good. And the desserts were really good. Now, with uh, first off, do they have burgers? No. no. Okay. And then the second part, when you said, uh, you know, the gray stuff is delicious, is that part of your meal or? No, no that's it, dessert. it's a dessert. Yeah. Um, and then they, it's cool because they have like little carts that come around for the desserts. So uh, the service was great. Like our waitress was fantastic. The waitress next to us was fantastic. Um, but yeah, they like, they co- it comes in a little cart. They do a brief little explanation of everything. They give their own recommendation. Um, but of course we had to go with the classic, the gray stuff, and then we got a... Uh, a cupcake, the dark, or is it chocolate on chocolate cupcake? Yeah. It was really good. Um, yeah, like, uh, like Elizabeth said, it was, um, the food was really, it was really good. It was, uh, I would actually say it was really great, especially at Magic Kingdom. But, uh, my one, my one thing is, like she said, it was a bit pricey for what it was, but then at the same time, it was like, where we were, we knew we were going to pay those yeah. prices. But, um, one cool thing, too, uh, I will let you know, they will not let you inside of here at all unless you have the reservation. And even at that, they have to call you in. Because, like, we got up there half an hour early, and they told us, they're like, if you stay here, you're going to stand outside for half an hour. <laughs> like, you're you're not going in until 9.30. And we were like, oh, okay. So then at 9.20, uh, what was it? It was like 25 or so. We came back, and uh, since we, you know, of course, had a phone, they... Instead of giving us like a um, like you know a little uh, pager. pager, they gave us the phone number where what it does is it'll uh, text you when it's ready. So we just stood there and waited for the text. And when the text came out, the uh, host came out with a uh, um, with a Lumiere. And for my daughter, they asked her. They're like, "Oh, do you want to hold him?" And then she held Lumiere, and then they brought us in. And the doors automatically open. You walk in like uh, great service, but. Yeah, yeah, like, just, um, you will not get in there unless you're going, unless your reservation is that time. Another thing is, I didn't know they do a meet and greet with Beast in there, but the way they do it is awesome. Like, you're sitting down and you'll just hear the music pump up, and then you hear the voice of the narrator come on, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, everyone, your host. And then he comes out, and, like, you just see him, you're like, what the? And then he walks over into his study, and you can do a meet and greet. My daughter, she loved him, but didn't want to see him, didn't want to be with him, so she she's not big on meet and greets anyway, so she want, she liked watching him, but uh, the the one thing I uh, I know I didn't like, and I I said it to Elizabeth a few times, is uh, they had a side room where it was uh, supposed to be like, uh, it has like this big clock, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has this big like clock that, um, that they say that, uh, um, that, uh, yeah, no, um, that Bell's father made for them, uh, and the time is stopped on it for, uh... It was Cogsworth. Was it Cogsworth? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's Bell and Beast, and then it has, like, pictures around it where it's supposed to be, uh, of them falling in love. My issue with it is I don't understand what the timing is, because Beast is obviously the Beast when you do the meet and greet. And then when you see the pictures in there... And they're saying that, you know, it was a wedding gift. You see the pictures, and all of the paintings are of Belle with the Beast. And I'm just like, so... 
Uh, is this before he turns into the prince? Or I don't get it, because I'm like, the whole wedding thing, and then like, the pictures too, I'm like, you know, why would he want to keep these? Like, I don't want to remember that I was a monster. Like, <laughs> I was just, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, was, out of, out of the, the three rooms, definitely the grand ball was the best one. Yeah, and that's the that one that was, they're going to put you yeah. in. And the outside of it actually looked really cool. Like, you know, you can't go out there because, of course, it's a facade, but you can see, like, they made it look like it's the woods and stuff, and it looked amazing. Yeah, and they even had, like, that door that was supposed to lead out outside, and it was snowing. It was really cool. And, like, even the painting on the ceiling, like, it, it was great. The atmosphere was yeah. awesome. Look, we, like I said, we can't gush enough about Be Our Guest. It was awesome. Like, you it have to good, do this. Yeah. So the, they definitely did their job, oh, right? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah then, that's like, why this is, that's were... why this is the hardest uh, reservation to get. Oh yeah, the napkins on the table were set up to be roses. Uh, just a quick question, going back with the phone in the beginning. Uh, now, when they give you that text, do they give you like ahead of time letting you know, hey, five more minutes, you guys are going to come? Well, or no, they, they, they tell you to wait by the doors and then they'll text you uh, when your reservation's ready. Which, it doesn't really matter anyway because the host has to come in, or has to come out and grab you anyway. So, yeah, it so just kind of let us know like if we were in... Like, if we would have walked away to let us know, hey, come back, because it's time to go. But, um, you know, since we're going heavy on this, uh, to move on, we, uh, we of course went to Epcot, though, the next day, and, um... <laughs> the Rio del Tiempo was yes. great. The animatronics were really cool. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, we rode Rio del Tiempo, actually, the first day, but, um... I was super impressed with the animatronics of Donald and the three caballeros. They, it's funny because like in the animated, we saw the original version with the animation, and you know it was an animated sequence and it was funny. But uh, when you see like physical characters there, it's so it gives so much better. And then like at that too, my daughter liked it better. Like you know before the last time we went, she just kind of looked at it and we were like, look, it's Donald, and she was like, yeah, I see him. But then when we did it this time, she saw him and immediately she was like, Donald, Donald Duck. And then when we were uh, when we were in the exit part, you know, waiting to get off, she kept saying, she's like, where's Donald? Like, okay, she kept she saying to us, she's like, him. yeah, she was yeah. like, Where, where's he at? When's he coming? Like, she she loved it. But uh, yeah, Rio del Tiempo, awesome. Um, we, uh, we did uh, Living with the Land, love that ride. Uh, Spaceship Earth, love it. The seas with Nemo's and friends. Elizabeth, of course, uh, loved um, living with the land because she loves like the the whole like um, when you go into the greenery and stuff. Oh yeah, I, I should just be a botanist because what they the first what was it last couple years ago that we went they had like hybrid plants, so those were really cool to see. But then like my favorite is going through the actual. Um, what's it called, the herb room? Yeah. That was really cool. I, I do have to say, like, that was one thing that did suck, though, is that going in January, since it's, like, against, like, the growing season, a lot of the stuff, like, you could see that they were just starting to grow them, so yeah. you, you didn't get to see, like, as much as, like, when we did it last mm -hmm. time. We got to see, like, the full, um... Of course. What were they called? The watermelons? They had, like, a, a funny... Oh, no, they... It was winter melons. Winter melons, yeah. Um, they also had the, um, The vanilla stuff? <laughs> no, they didn't have vanilla this time. I, oh, the I owned the vanilla. No, yeah, they had, <laughs> but, co they had, yeah. uh, cocoa. They were yeah, they had cocoa, cocoa, and they also had, um, pomegranates. Those were really cool. 
seen the pumpkin. Yeah, and Elizabeth got her little uh, growing See, stuff. Yeah, and really and we cool. got a bonsai a bonsai from Japan. Um, they're really cool because they're like they're genetically yeah. made. That's really cool. Actually, uh, another thing I want to mention, um, when we did Magic Kingdom, we actually ate at uh, Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Cafe, which I know you guys probably remember last time. It's the one in Frontierland where we got the burgers and they had the topping bar. No, bur they don't do that anymore. Uh, what? Now it's a, now whoa, it's a Mexican whoa. menu. But the, it's really good. Like, uh, Elizabeth, what did you get? I had the chicken fajitas. <laughs> And yeah, these were these were actually really good. Like, okay. considering like um, anyone that knows us would know that one thing we always complain about is Disney World's food is like garbage. Oh, yeah, like if you're not getting burgers and chicken and hot dogs, you're gonna get crap. Like that's what it is. But what I like is that it seems like what they're going into is they're pushing more for like better menu items. And you can tell because uh, you can tell because like when we were in there. Like, uh, like I said, the menu was different, but the food was way better. Like, uh, like, yeah, you know, I was, uh, it was a little upsetting that it wasn't, like, all burgers. They did have a, uh, Southwestern burger, which is what I got. Um, my negative thing, it was, uh, what, uh, was it cheddar cheese? It was pepper jack. Oh, yeah, it was pepper jack. I wanted it. I wanted it to be um, nacho cheese. That's my thing. I, I think nacho cheese would have been a better choice on there. I'm a burger guy, but you know that was it was really good. And then oh yeah, one thing we loved is their topping bar has corn. Uh, what was it? It was corn, it everything. cheese, like all this stuff. Like and for us, like we were just like topping out. Like oh, corn. Like <laughs> never liked vegetables before. Uh, this is good, you know, because I actually do like. Uh, Mexican food, I really like it. It's a little sad that they have no more burgers, but do they have the... No, they have one. They have one. Well, they have one, but... You know, my big thing is I, my favorite meal is always enchiladas, and do they make... They don't have any of those? Aww. No, they have chicken fajitas, steak fajitas, the Southwest burgers, salads, like your taco I mean, salad. I'll eat there anyway, yeah. but you know. I guess I'll eat great. But it was oh, good. Like, the, the chicken was well-seasoned. Everything was, like, nice and hot. So the, uh, yeah. the salsa at the topping bar... You have to be careful because it is hot. <laughs> I got I got it because you don't get fries there. You get tortilla chips. So I got it and it was hot. Like yeah, this salsa was hot. Um, Drop some tin. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention, uh, as you guys know, we're upset because churro bites are not at DCA. Churro bites were here. Um, a negative thing for that, though, is that it was chocolate sauce instead of the spicy chocolate. Yeah, um, also, the my favorite is pineapple skewers, and the pineapple skewer that I purchased is milk chocolate, not dark chocolate, so that was kind of a downer. Uh, milk yeah. chocolate? That, milk I'm chocolate, out of here. yeah. That was at uh, Disney Springs. But um, well, uh, one thing I did like, too, is that every place had, like, a special, like, cup, souvenir cup, and uh, the one for Pecos Bill, it was actually a jug. And it was made, uh, it, it said uh, Country Bear Jamboree on the front of it. Which, when I saw that, I was like, do I really need a $10 cup? Which, I, I ended up not getting it. But uh, I, I saw that, and I was like, next time I'm going to grab this. I just want to point out, when you're at a Disney park, is $10 worth it? Yes. You're supposed yeah. to buy the ridiculous I mean, cup that you're never going to yeah. fill again. We, we, had to, we had to wait around for that. But, uh, yeah, so, like, Magic Kingdom, like I said before, though, like, it was... Definitely, like, it was pretty, it was, uh, uh, I guess I would call it, like, medium, um, 
like level for uh, the crowd, but considering it was January, that is not what we thought it was going to be. Like for for us as Disneylanders, that's what Disneyland is like in like what spring. Like that's what it was like at Disney World, and that's considering that they called us off season there. Um, off season. Yeah, well, we mind you, we've never gone like, during like Fourth of July weekend, Memorial Day weekend. So we've yeah, we never experienced we Walt always Disney World go in October. Capacity. Yeah. We always go in October. Yeah, we and always go in, o- nice in October. In October, the the well, the crowds are heavier than they were when we just saw them. But well, no, they were kind no, of the same. the same. Yeah. yeah, it's like the same amount of crowd. Like that's what surprised us though, because January is supposed to be like the least amount yet. Um, another couple of things. So one thing with the construction is like Disney Springs is super construction and when you're going over to it they have a sign that says pay attention to signs for your exit don't listen to that sign just go over into the right lane because if you don't you're gonna miss the exit there's only one exit to disney springs and it's on the right and if you don't take it then you're gonna have to go like a mile away to saratoga springs to make a u-turn which was annoying um but disney springs um i know a lot of people like were dumping on it I have to say, like, seeing, even though there's a lot of construction, they've done a lot of work on it, and the theming of it, it, it's a much nicer look. Like, it finally, like, brings downtown Disney to looking like it belongs together, and one thing I liked is that it gives it kind of an old feeling, like, it gives it, like, an old, like, Florida feeling or something, but the thing is, is, like, it, like, brick and stuff, like, I just like the way that they were trying to make it look. Uh, is there any other things you want to... Oh, well, I, I'll, I'll mention something I did not like. Fast Fast Plus. I, I hate Fast Fast Plus. So, we were getting signed in. So, when you're getting signed in, you can only make your Fast Fast Plus uh, arrangements that day. And Fast Fast Plus makes it so that if you're... If you didn't make your Fast Fast Plus, uh, you know, arrangements, like, a while before, you're not going to get on anything. So, like, for us, like... When we looked at it, not, the only things that were open were rides that you weren't going to need it for. And it was really upsetting and annoying. Like, it's almost like they're demonizing you for not buying tickets in advance. Like, uh, like that's how I felt about it. I was just like, man, like, the, it just seemed like a bad move on their part. Uh, well, because we're not getting on space well, without vacants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, really that, that's how it was. It was like, Seven Doors Mine Train isn't happening. The only one we actually got one to was the Safari. And even then, we, it was a 10-minute wait because we got there pretty early. So we're like, well, should we wait until 11.40 or should we just ride it because it's 10 minutes? Yeah. And then, like, the other problem that it caused were, like, lines that shouldn't have been 80 minutes or, or the fast pass now is, like... Yeah, actually, one of, the times we, uh, one of the times we went on Spaceship Earth, it was funny because it was a five-minute wait if you were in line. And then the Fast Pass Plus line was longer than the standby line because, uh, well, as you guys might know, um, if you don't, uh, the way Epcot does their uh, Fast Pass Pluses is there's two categories. So there's the Tier 1, which is your best rides, which is basically Test Track and Soarin', <laughs> and then everything else is in the other one. So what happens is you take the Test Track Fast Pass, and then you get two for two rides that you're not going to use it on. It's going to be Spaceship Earth and the Seas with Nemo and Friends. And you're like, oh, okay, this is a waste of my time to be a Fast Pass. <laughs> so that's what it turns into. Um, that That's why I don't... I've never cared for Fast Pass Plus. 
magic bands, though. I love magic bands. And, oh, I forgot to mention this, actually. Launch Bay, if you want a special fa uh, or magic band, go to Launch Bay, because you can do the customized one, and you can put your name on it, but you can do it in Arabesh, which is the oh, Star yeah. Wars language, instead of doing it in English, which was so awesome. I was like, this is worth being a, a magic band that you customize. That's cool. Yeah, but, uh, you know, um, of course, the last day we were at Disney Springs, um, it, we were hanging out there. It, it was nice. I mean, you get your regular Disney items there. Then it started downpouring, and because of the blizzard in New York, we had to drive down to Fort Lauderdale, so at that point we were like, okay, well, we're going to have to leave, so it was kind of upsetting, and I, I could do a whole other podcast about complaining about getting to Fort Lauderdale for you guys, but I'm not going to do that. But uh, let me just tell you, um, every when we were in Orlando this past time, when we were not at Disney World, it was god-awful. But when we were at Disney World, everything was smooth and just, like, everything was good. So I just want to say, like, you know, this Disney World trip was awesome. Like, uh, of course it was awesome, but every other part of it was awful. My, I'm going to say it lightly. My bag got mistagged with someone else's, so my bag went to New York and has been there for the last couple days. So At least we're not there. Yeah, at least we didn't get stuck there. Because we were not prepared for that blizzard. Yeah. We weren't prepared for the cold at all. Yeah. So uh, I think that's going to do it for us, though. So uh, thank you guys for listening uh, once again. Uh, thank you to all the new followers I got on Snapchat and uh, social media while I was out there. It seemed to be like as soon as you put up a hashtag of uh, Walt Disney World, everyone was on, was on your bandwagon. But uh, <laughs> I want to thank you guys. Uh, and, uh, of course, thank you, Dave. And, yes. um, you know, make sure to follow us uh, on Spreaker. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow me on uh, social media. I'm Geo Disney, G I O Disney. You can email me at geodisney113 at gmail.com. Uh, Hunter? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, thedisneyi24. And you can follow me on Twitter at hunter3gatm. Mr. George? Uh, you guys can follow me at Instagram, uh, j182. Uh, send your send your complaints to Josh though. I can't handle criticism. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> That's <all> Josh. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, once again, though, we want to thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys later. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see you later. Ciao. <laughs>